This is Thriving Thursday with Yogi Doc. On this episode of Thriving Thursday, tune in as we cover leisure while we roam through Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks. Welcome friends, I'm Tiffany and I'm the creator of this platform, Yogi Doc. I run this show with my real life co-host, Dr. Shaz. And although we're real healthcare providers, we're not yours, so please consult with your own healthcare provider. All information on this podcast is for educational and informative purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice, standard of care, or any kind of provider-client relationship. And since privacy is at the utmost important to us, all personal experience has been altered to protect each individual. Now, let's get thriving! Here we are, here we are. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Well, Thursday, thriving Thursday. But thriving doesn't always mean productivity. Sometimes it also means to stop for some self-care and some leisure. Not the same thing. I, yeah, thought, I, guess they, I, I guess I always thought they were the same thing, but not the right. same thing. I guess you're right. Not the same thing. I'll explain that. I can tell you how they're not the same. But it's important to do, don't you think? I mean, yeah, definitely. It definitely is. You know, um, I think just you know recently with all my studying going on and you know work going crazy, uh, definitely need some time to to take away. You yeah. Know, and, and, take a break from everything. So Shaz has been a little extra stressed, so I decided to pack up the car with some of the camping stuff, and I woke him up, and I was like, come on, let's go. We hit the road. But uh, it was going to be an adventure, because when I first met him, he told me that he was never going to sleep on the floor in a tent. I don't, or didn't. (laughs) I've never done that. Um, Oh, but you did it. <laughs> but you did it. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a great break. Um, it was a good a good escape from studying and, you know, with exams coming up, um, you know, and uh, just out of my element for sure. Yeah. So. Well, I know. I always find nature very grounding. So a lot of what's different between, like, leisure and self-care is, like, self-care is something that, we need, we try to take care of ourselves and our health and our wellness, but in like leisure, we have to almost dedicate non-dedicated time, right? So like time that um, we're motivated and engaged with this like time that has no commitment to anything that we have other obligations towards, like nothing towards work, nothing towards sleep. Like sleep is still an occupation and something that you need to do doesn't mean that it's a leisure activity. So it's time that's not committed to exactly something so like, that's considered leisure. Okay. That's something that's needed. So okay. like some people are like, oh, well, you know, like sleep is extra. Well, it, you need sleep. Your brain Got it. That's, okay. will not function. So that doesn't exactly cover as leisure. Okay. Yeah. And like in occupational therapy... It's a very holistic practice. So that's one of the things that I love about it is that we consider so many different components to it. You have like the biomechanical portion of it, but then also it's leisure is a big portion. And I think that leisure is very much used as a means instead of as an end. And I think um, in occupational therapy, we look at leisure as an actual occupation and it's a goal and as an end. And 
even our practice framework, which is like when I was like in nursing is like they refer to it as like your scope of practice kind of thing. It's kind of like a same similar same concept, idea. Okay, same concept. Okay. Yeah. And they even talk about leisure as its own component, its own occupation. And I think we need to give credit there that. I wish my occupation was leisure. Yeah. That would be amazing. It is. Leisure is one of your occupations. You're just not filling that cup. I'm just trying try to get you to fill that cup, you know? That's true. Because, like, occupational therapists, man, we definitely emphasize the balance between that self-care, productivity, and leisure in people's lives. And I feel like leisure gets overlooked a lot just because there's not a ton of research. And so, like, clinical practice, it doesn't get the complete balance of it. So we definitely need to advocate for more balance of leisure as being an ends instead of being treated as a means. And, but even with like some of the limited research, I did find one that I included in some of the references in our show notes, um, that specifically addressed adults with cerebral palsy or spinal bifida. And they, you know, it, it's definitely leisure is something that's hard to measure. So, like, when you're looking at research studies, you have to understand, like, a lot of questionnaires, a lot of subjectives. People may say, there's going to be room for bias, right? But they definitely reported um, improved mental and physical health benefits, enjoyment, which is definitely still important, you know, to have meaningful life. So, <laughs> enjoyment. Um, understanding themselves from like self-awareness, self-esteem improvements, and even building and enhancing their social relationships, which I think is really important. So it's not just enjoyable, but beneficial. And that's definitely a lot of areas that we cover in occupational therapy, like um, social components, cognitive components, social emotional regulation. Um, So there's a lot of benefits there as well as, you know, bringing meaning to life yeah and i think that's i mean that's something that we all overlook a lot and you know we do get caught up in our day and we get caught up in our in our lives and our work and do we ever sit down and really think about like what's the meaning of you know what's the meaning yeah. of life well, that, that's an eight and it's not a perfect recipe question you know um it's not a perfect recipe because yeah. every person is going to be different but as they change answers, and yeah. they age or they get different experiences like their idea of leisure and is very subjective and that changes, you know, um, that plays a very right. big role. No, that's, that's very true. And it's needed for all, our own mental well-being and you know, being able to, you know, I guess, you know, recover and process you know, mm-hmm. after, after everything. So, well, definitely, true. um, doing some research in leisure to support my, wonderful favorite habits of camping and hiking and backpacking and doing all that fun stuff. A few examples of leisure activities could be anything from like surfing, bicycling, traveling, horseback riding, which they have at Kings Canyon. Um, You can do like just walking. We did a ton of walking and hiking, right? You love to do some swimming. Yeah, so pretty much anything that's not, you know. Yeah, that you have the freedom, that you have to, the freedom do. to do. Yeah, it's and just more about the free spirit, man. <laughs> right? But um, our, I mean, our trip was pretty easy. So 
I'm very OCD and obsessive about my camping stuff. So a lot of things are pretty much was set to go. And I always keep like camping food, everything in the house that I need. I'm like a pack rat when it comes to that to always pick up and go. I feel like most of my camping trips have always been pretty spontaneous and like pick up and go. So when I got the, I want to say yellow light. I don't want to say it was a green light just yet, but when I got the yellow light that (laughs) Shaz was going to be like, maybe going to participate in a camping trip. Like I did not hesitate when I jumped up to pack up that car. (laughs) Like I packed it up as fast as I possibly could. Before I changed my mind, huh? Uh -huh. Well, I just figured if it was already packed and you change your mind, then you would have to unpack it. And then more than likely we would end up going. That's probably fair. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to set us up for success. That's what it is. Not manipulation. Set up for success. <laughs> <laughs> they're different guys. Yeah, they're different. They're different. So um, we went ahead and we woke up. When we woke up the next morning, I, I don't know if he was like exactly prepared for it. We weren't sure what we were getting into, but we just like hopped in the car, started driving, and we drove forever because, like, even though it wasn't too far from where we're at, we have to drive all the way around the mountains, and that definitely takes a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we it, just it was or- hot. <laughs> it was it was hot when we got there for sure. But we also stopped at um, yeah. at the store. We did like one of those curbside pickups for like any couple things that I didn't have that we needed. Like we need bit more batteries, which was super helpful. I'm so glad that they do that curbside yeah. pickup. Right, you just yeah, started it. kind of after COVID or during COVID, didn't it? It started actually before because I did curbside really? at Target okay. beforehand, but Target was doing like their like beta version. Of I kind of like walking inside and looking and looking at stuff and mm-hmm. seeing other people and you know, I, walking I'm around. Good stretch, right here your legs. in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very happy, <laughs> but uh, no, so. You know, getting Chaz outdoors, so many things I wanted to consider. Like, he was going to sleep in a tent for the first time, so I definitely brought the air mattress because I was not going to put a newbie on the on the floor just yet. So uh, <laughs> uh, we got set up there. We stopped. We got what we needed, batteries and things like that. And we got to the campsite, hella late. And one of the things that is hard to... <laughs> Hard to like plan for is so I, if I stay at the national parks, I typically like book their campsites on their actual website. I think it's like recreation.gov or something like that. Um, but I just go to like their actual website and book directly through them. And uh, most and of that's the sites, like a more secure way to do it too, I bet, right? And now we have to worry about, um, well, yeah. And I'm just kind of like all about like trying to give back to the parks too, like, okay. um, I just wanted to go directly to them. Like, otherwise I have, like, I have the dirt app, which is very popular where you can find like a free roam app where you can find like different campsites all around, no matter where you are, like picks up your location. But, um, just particularly for the national parks, I, I, I book through them, but, um, every, a lot of things were booked. A lot of things were taken and a couple of the reviews. Like summertime people want to. Yeah, yeah but you know, yeah. school started again, so like everybody should be in school, right? That's true. I don't know. There were a lot of kids, I feel like. But um so 
when I looked online, there were two suggestions that I saw online that were on property, but away from like the crowded areas kind of thing. And at first I kind of thought, okay, I wanted to be near the crowded areas. And I thought that for, I'd say the first day I still thought that like, oh, I wouldn't be near the crowded areas because our drive for the campsite was just one turn off the main road but it was like mostly one way and like windy and up and down the hills and I could not handle. I enjoyed that stuff, you know, especially <laughs> when, the, when the cliff is like a few inches from the tires. That was a lot. Uh, I kind of like that stuff. So. Yeah, that was a lot. And, and so and we were, so there's two campsites out there. We were the one that was a little bit further, but barely, not much further at all. And... Even, like, the one that was, like, not much further, though, it's an hour, hour and 15 just to get back to the main road. Driving-wise, like, it really is wilderness. We saw a teddy bear on the drive. A teddy bear. It was a black bear. It was a baby. No, it was not. It was, like, 700 pounds. It probably weighed a lot. It did. It would have eaten us. But it was cute. It wasn't an old man bear. You don't know that. All men are cute, though, too. But, like, it, like, it was a baby. It, it probably wasn't. I don't know. It was super cute. It I pro- named like, him Teddy for, like, the rest of the trip. It probably way taller than us. Oh, he looked right at me. Yeah. Like, that pumped <laughs> lunch. <laughs> um, we could have been good friends. I doubt it. But, you know... There was definitely, like, there's wild animals everywhere. I don't suggest petting bears or anybody who's listening. Or, or anything. Or pretty much. Yeah. I mean, some animals you can maybe. No. Manatees are very sweet. You can pet them. They're not in the National in Sequoia National Park. But no. I got a little supposed, distracted there, but I'm just to, using You're not supposed to test, test the manatees either, though. You're not supposed to, but they love being humans. They, love they do, us. but... Yeah, don't pet the animals at Sequoia <laughs> yeah. or Kings Canyon. They Yeah, I probably wouldn't pet the animals you not, there. You might not get your hand back. You never know. Um, but we did see a bear and a ton of deer. Yeah, a ton of deer. Did we see anything else? Lots of squirrels. And yeah, stuff squirrels and stuff, different kinds of birds. and All that kind of jazz. But the campsite that we went to was uh, Cold Springs Campground. And I, I really... Did enjoy it. At first, I was like, oh, man, it'd been nice to kind of be in the central of everything. But then when we were driving around and we saw how crowded those campsites were, Just like, yeah. it did not look fun. And what we were saying was definitely camping. Like, it's the type of camping I'm used to, you know? Wilderness and peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely a great site. And we were right on the river. The river was our backyard to our tent. That's kind of cool. Hey, you hear that sound. Yeah. As soon as we got up to the site, man, Shaz had a smile ear to ear, like the rest of the trip. He was pretty happy. He, away, away from the world, it was kind of nice. Yeah. Had to think about other things or yeah. stress about Yeah, he got things. to build a fire. He built our first house tent. <laughs> Made shelter. If you want to call it a house, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But he did it. It was great. And, like, 
I cooked. We did salmon, right, on the fire the first night. Yeah, that was really good. And we did pancakes this morning, and I did some of my specialties. I'll have to share my specialties at some point. Those were interesting meals. They were good. Yeah. But our, our campsite was at the bottom of Sequoia, like the south end near, like, Foothill side. So the when you enter, you have like the Foothills Visitor Center, which we stopped at. It's great for bathroom visits. You know, we hit up uh, first. You have so you have Tunnel Rock and Tunnel Log are different things. So first, like we hit up Tunnel Rock, which that was off to the side. Remember that? Yep. You climbed yep. a little bit of it, and there's a ton of camping sites and picnic benches, like right, um, like picnic areas that you run into right off the bat and then you have that overlook at hospital rock right yeah a big excite there um crystal crave comes up next on the map and it does require like advanced tickets but it was closed for us i overheard somebody saying they didn't have enough staff for it at yeah, the there time was but there's no, they couldn't be doing tours because there's not enough people you know to work I mean, yeah i mean it's, yeah Government funding is low for parks probably right now. So Exactly. So book your campsite through the park. Yeah. And even true. on our show notes, I added, and like I totally added it without even knowing we are going to talk about this, but I added an area where the National Park Conservation Association, you can make a donation for them. So we added that to the show notes as well. But yeah, and so then, and also like it wasn't just Crystal Cave, uh, Crescent Meadows is like a road there and they have Moro Rock, Moro Rock and Tunnel Log at the end of it. And Tunnel Log I was looking forward to because that's like the tree that knocked over. They carved out this tunnel and they talk about like General Grant and like being there and like, I don't know, all the history oh, with it. And you get to drive through it. But that road was closed. So we actually did not get to see that this time. It gives us a reason to go back for sure. So the first, like, main thing we get to really kind of pass into after a lot of those campsites was um, the giant forest grove, which was great. We had a little bit of a trail there. You had, like, the big trees trail that we did. There's a picnic area and also that museum. You check out that museum. Remember that part? Absolutely. You got to, like, walk inside the, the trunk and you learned a ton about the trees to tell the difference between like the sequoias and the redwood uh coastal redwood excuse me and the sugar pine i feel like there was another one but i don't think i don't remember it was in the museum oh yeah there's there's um, plenty of stuff and it was nice to like be able to check that out before going on the big trees trail because then you got I got to, like, point out this is this and this is that, you know. So it was great. Yeah, and, and Moral Rock has, you know, it, it's, uh, we didn't necessarily get to get to climb it, but, you know, you have to, you have to get tickets for that, too. Yeah, you, uh, you, know, you climb sure up you this, this climb area. And, you know, there's, like, 400-something steps that you take, and then you're, like, 7,000 feet up. Um, but, you know, and you know, people wonder, how, you know, how, how tough it is and if you can do it or not. I mean, I... People of all different skill sets can do it. I mean, you know, <laughs> but. Well, um, after you are done with the museum and the big trees trail, you can head down to General Sherman Tree because that comes up next. 
which I thought was really awesome because before you get up to the parking lot for that, down below you have um, the ADA parking, which has like an entrance there. So because when from the actual parking lot, you take a ton of stairs, not, okay, not a ton, but a decent amount of stairs down and then back up. And um, it's, you know, kind of steep for anybody who may have some challenges. And so it's nice that down there by the parking lot, they you're pretty like leveled out almost. So you don't have to at least manage a pile load of stairs. And then there's a bunch of winter recreation I noticed all over Sequoia. So I guess that's something we're gonna have to check out more in the winter time. Yeah, just to give you an idea, you know, the general, the general Sherman tree is a tree that's like 275 feet. Um, and in diameter, that tree is, um, you know, almost 30 feet in diameter. Yeah. Um, it was at, you know, during those fires last year uh, in 2021, it was at risk of falling. So now a lot of firefighters risked their lives and were there to make sure that tree didn't fall, though it was, it was at risk. It was pretty scary. Um, it, it is part of our history. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, one of the largest trees out there. Well, top, yeah, it's the, it's the biggest tree. In, in volume, yeah. Biggest the, tree, but not the not tallest. tallest. Yeah, but it's which the, we learned that at the museum. That there's actually a difference, too. That's, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even think about that ever. Biggest, it wasn't like the cubic biggest, square feet. Yeah, the volume. Yeah. It's not biggest, not always the tallest, but uh, good history stuff there. So yeah. uh, I guess, you know, I was asking, I was wondering why the trees are named after certain generals or certain, you know, um, names, but... Just a little history lesson, you know, General Sherman was a, an American Civil War general and it's named after William uh, Tecumseh Sherman. Um, just to kind of give you a little history lesson, history lesson there. Somebody um, was paying attention at the museum, huh? <laughs> oh, proof, proof, proof. All right. But then, yeah. And you had kind of keep heading up from there. We have the Lodgepole Visitor Center, um, a couple other areas, the Grove, the Muir Grove. Anything significant you want to say about the Muir Grove? Um, I mean, no, that was that great was nice. place for a picnic. Yeah, just to walk around. Great place and for a look picnic. At, look at all the trees. Um, a lot of trees up there. So. Yeah, and then once you start passing up the grove, you have like the Redwoods Canyons um, off to your left, but you start to technically leave the actual park, but you're still a part of the forest. The 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 wilderness. It's the Jenny Lakes Wilderness, technically, where the General Highway goes through, and then you have that's where you have Stony Creek. So that's like the next gas station, and on the map it doesn't look too far. But how many hours did it take us to get up there? Like, even without stopping. About an hour and a half. At maybe least. Long, maybe two. I was going to say two, at least, without I mean, stopping. you can get there if you drive a little bit faster. Um, or you can speed a little bit. You can't really go much faster on those roads. Yeah, but you just... I mean, speed limit fluctuates. It goes from 28, 15, to 25, to 35, to 15. I mean... To 10. So, yeah, it just depends on in front of you. <laughs> and the RVs there in front of you or anything like that, so... Well, I guess it varies. It'd take a while to get up there, especially it for varies, some gas. You know. Um, you know. So you definitely want to go with a full tank before you're getting up there. Yeah, that makes me nervous. 
Yeah, you're very good at that. You've topped off at like every chance. Just always, well. just fill up wherever you see gaps. <laughs> just, just do it. Um, but then after Stony Creek, you go through that, and then you start hitting the entrance of Kings Canyon. But like right before you hit the entrance, you have the overlook. Right. I think Kings Canyon was, was absolutely beautiful. Probably more so than yeah. than Sequoia, and just because of the of the the mountain range that runs through there, and like the the terrain there is. Some people are foresty people. Some people are more mountain and canyon type people, and, and that's why that, this kind of trip covers both. You know, you get to see the best of both. So I definitely yeah. like the the whole like valley canyon mountain thing. You know, that, that's going back and forth with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, at this point, like when we're seeing the overlook, we still haven't technically passed the the gate, but while we're at the overlook. We come up to road 180, and I just wanted to make a mental note of this for anybody who's going to visit, because at this point, once you're this high up in the parks, it takes you so much more time to get all the way down south to get to like a lodge or a different area if you don't have a place to stay than it is to hit up that 180 and take it down to Fresno. So Fresno is like the closest city. It's about an hour down the 180, so that that's your cutoff point for the top just going west yeah yeah if you need some place to stay so that's like just good to know and keep in the back of your mind so you're spacing out timing you don't want to be straight, too straight late line west yeah in the wrong area for sure i mean not the wrong area but you know it is the wilderness so. beware <laughs> but then you come into the king's canyon visitor center and that's when you hit grant grove um and in grant grove we found the General Grant Tree. Yeah. And the Congress Trail. That And that's another tree named after a war general who was also a president, um, Ulysses S. Grant. Um. <laughs> okay. You know, so the tree was named in um, actually in 1867 after the Union Army General Ulysses S. Grant, who's also the 18th president of the United States. Um. And actually, it's the nation's uh, Christmas tree. And yeah. that, was, that was actually, I thought that was kind of a, I saw that on the sign, and I, I had to look it up, because I was like, why and how that even came about. But uh, again, if anyone's a history buff, but, you know, Calvin Coolidge, the president, um, back in 1926, actually named it that, the, uh, the nation's Christmas tree. Oh, um, big history. Yeah. So. It's oh, important. That's fancy. Well, it's an amazing tree. We have we have some great photos um, on the show notes as well as in our video to check it out. I definitely would say take a look. Do the whole check out the whole Congress Trail. It was pretty short. Right? It wasn't very long and it's not a long walk. Pretty maintained. It's really nice though. Um, yeah, so that's definitely nice to check out. But then. You have a few overlooks after that and just mostly like some campsites, um, a ton of campsites till you get to Cedar Grove Visitor Center. And in Cedar Grove, you have more food and market and you have a lodge there, but also you can get the horses up there too, like for horseback riding. And then um, going past that, essentially you get to Muir Rock and the end of the road. And then once the end of the road, that's... The end of the road. And you there's, turn there's, around you, and... You, you turn around and go back the entire way. If you, yeah. There's a lodge so, there at the end of the road. 
there's nothing you can't get out of the park that yeah. way. Yeah. I was showing Shaz on the map. I'm like, look, it ends. And he's like, oh, that's just for the national park. And I'm like, no, the road ends. Like, it's a big mountain. You can't, like, it's preserved grand. Like, you can't go through it. And he's like, like no, no, there's got to be another way. How do these people get to work? And I'm like, ah, they go through what we just No, they there. live there. That's why I asked Oh, them. yeah? They, they live there. They live oh. there inside the park and the road. Man. Um, which is kind of cool, I guess. But, yeah, you got to drive but, back. So, yeah, they do not drive back. Um, oh my goodness which i enjoyed yeah well we well we had a cute little river place we stopped at first which was nice because we got to fuel up some you know food always outside of national parks you have to imagine isn't gonna be like outstanding it's usually pretty bland and they were very bland but at least the view was nice and there was live music so i was really excited about that on our way home and we stopped at that like fruit farm place or whatever some farm market yeah, family owned. <laughs> like yeah. fruit sand thing. But then like, yeah, I was so exhausted and you were such a champ. You just drove powered through all the way home. You were like ready for it. It was great. What do you think Sorry, about your first that. camping trip? Uh, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Would you do it again? Um, I would. I absolutely would. Um, and I, now I just know, I know what to expect. So I, We'll be no. scared. We'll be scared the entire time. Yeah, my um, fa- my favorite moment, like, well, not my favorite moment. I had so many favorite moments. It was a great trip, but like, I loved it because I was at one point you were like, I don't have to worry about your survival skills. I was like, Oh, okay, we're just realizing this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like, you know, I have my girly girl moments, but still Florida girl heart. That's that was very <laughs> obvious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh, it was an amazing trip. We should definitely do it again. Keep our leisure rolling. High five. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody who wants to check out Sequoia or Kings Canyon, like definitely check out our show notes. You get a little bit more um, description of kind of how our trip went. And we'll have a video up as well check out and some of the references about the importance of leisure in our lives it's all very important absolutely so take time for yourself to do whatever it is that you got to do you don't have to go camping in the woods if you don't want to but i do recommend that do i do recommend trying it because you know what as much as it sounds like crazy to not have signal and not be around your phone or anything like that um yeah and you, you get to you know Make it's food so relaxing. And, and try new, you know, cook cook stuff that oh, yeah. maybe you would. I have do. some great recipes. I'll definitely have to share them. Yeah, on just, the blog and on the podcast. Just food that you might not eat as as much, um, and you wouldn't ever think to eat even. Simple, like you, you just know, gotta push it together. Stuff that won't, won't perish away. You gotta take some with tricks. You. Yeah, there's always some crazy. tricks to crazy. it. Because there's like a car camping tricks, and then there's backpacking camping tricks. So we had a drive-in camp spot. So we didn't have to carry. We can bring more stuff. That's yeah, true. store it there. Yeah, that's how you got lucky with the sleep air mattress. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, challenge you to try backpacking next. Maybe not directly next. Well, yeah, but well, at some point. At some point. At some point, try we'll, it out. We'll step it up. Well, friends, thanks for joining us. And if you like what you heard, remember to hit like and subscribe for Thriving Thursdays and Medical Mystery Mondays here at Yogi Doc. 
Also, connect with us on social media at yogidoc.tt. If you'd like to be a guest on our show and check out any of the podcast notes, links, or calendars, check us out at telethrive.net slash podcasts. That's T-E-L-A-T-H-R-I-V-E dot net slash podcasts. Don't forget to check with your own healthcare provider with any information that you heard on the show. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections and errors. Until next time, keep thriving.